0: You are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast with Lenny from Lenny. So happy to be here and thank you so much.
1: <clears throat> so anyway, let's, uh, we could just jump in if you want. I guess the best place uh, we could start is for those not familiar with, uh, is it Lenny? Is that how I'm pronouncing it?
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. For those not familiar with you guys, can you give us the two sentence elevator pitch?
0: Uh it started as a song in Atlanta, and then one day Morgan was like, let's make this a thing. Nice. <laughs> and we started doing stuff, and then we never just like really thought of it as a band per se. So we never thought about a name. And then imagine was like, Well, you're gonna need a name if we're gonna sign you guys. So we <laughs> were like, let's just call it line. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Plain and simple, you know. And I uh, Stephen came up with the the idea of the spelling a little different. because, mm-hmm. like, you know, you got Lenny Kravitz and his album Lenny. So, right. I mean, it's not a bad thing to come up in a Google search, but it's a oh, I, no. you know, we'll distinguish right. ourselves a little bit, at least, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, there really wasn't a whole lot behind. It, it just started out as recording sessions um, and then turn into a thing.
1: <laughs> so I believe you're in New York. How in the world did you come across Morgan? Because he's from where the Atlanta area, right? How did you guys cross paths?
0: Um, Well, my band, The Infinite Staircase, was on tour with Black Label, Seven (laughs) Dust and Dope back in 09. So that's when I first met him on the road. And then he was he was doing um, sessions in in New Jersey, fairly close to me. Sure. And um, at the time, um, my girlfriend passed away tragically. And I was writing some crazy music and he was there and we hooked up. And then ever since it's been, you know, um, he's been a good friend. When my mom passed away, this is how this whole project actually started. He invited me to Atlanta, you know, but that's how we met on the road in 09 and then um, recording in New Jersey in like 2010 and then just staying friends, you know, I mean, that's the, that's my claim to fame is I have a lot of good friends, people that, you know, are just genuinely good people that I right. love having in my life. And music is just such an important thing to so many people and such an awesome way to be able to connect. get out. Yes. Yeah, connect, get all. Oh, oh, yeah, the connections. I mean, and it, you know better than me, I'm sure. The music community is just so tight and, and actually fairly small. Like, if you know a couple of people, you know everybody.
1: And I don't think you find that in any other music community i don't think there's a pop music community or a country music community and i could be wrong but i don't think there's such a tight-knit community as those of us who bond across a a riff or something heavy does that make sense oh
0: oh yeah that makes perfect sense actually my my boy jim one of his favorite words is riff (laughs) and a lot of times it does start from a riff that you know it starts with that sometimes you know and then you you run with it and we did that a lot there were times where like I was laid over at an airport say and Morgan and Corey are texting me hey check out this riff and then so by the time I get to the studio I already have something in my head and then right. we could associate lyrics with it depending on what we wanna you know what what we want to express in the song at that point once you already got the like the, the audio expression and the vocal expression to me has always been important to me uh, lyrics so some people don't care about lyrics, they just like the guitar parts, and right, and, and some people are the opposite. I like a mix of both, you sure. know, good music and good lyrics, right? Obviously, right? I mean, come on, right? So, but, um, uh,
1: I've got a list of stuff, but well, I'm going to jump around because as you're touching on it, you uh, you mentioned lyrics. Is there something you want your fans or your listeners to walk away from after listening to a Lenny record?
0: Well, um, just you know, it's one of those things where songs can be whatever they're about to you, to the listener, you know? Right. But I do um, want people to just take away from like, it's, it's expressive stuff, stuff that's like, you know, people ask, what do you write these songs about? And I write about whatever's happening in my life at the time. So, you know, when my girl passed away tragically at 27, where my mom got ALS and then died a couple years later. And, and then, you know, so the music It's something's happening in your life, that's where the music comes in. So I hope, you know, even a single person gets anything out of my music that I get out of other people's music. Right. That's been my whole thing my whole life, yeah.
1: So do you find it, like, super cathartic to be writing those lyrics and getting that shit out?
0: Oh, it's crazy. We've cried many a times. (laughs) Like, the first time Morgan actually sat me down in a room, closed the door, and he was like, he just looked at me like we're doing this now. And he stared at me and I was like, okay. And he just stared at me and I'm like, okay. And then this tears starts. like, yep, this is what we need. I'm like, okay. And then he breaks out the pad and the pen and he goes, Go back to your hotel room and write this song. And I'll see you tomorrow morning, you know. Right. So it's it's yeah, it's a lot, but I don't know what I would do without it. Right. You know, to not have that channel, you know. Um, and everybody goes through stuff. I mean, cold life, you know. Oh, yeah. But certain situations that i did experience were just kind of brutal um and in, in my own personal you right know, you know i mean it doesn't matter how old you get when your mom passes away that's your mama yes, you know correct. you could be whether young or old whatever it's still your mama and to see someone like that suffer like she you know she had garrick's disease yeah so there was a lot going on in my head at the time and morgan was such a good friend to me to invite me out to his house in Atlanta. And introduced me to Corey Lowry, who had a big part in um, how he started the sound. We actually started this fairly electronic. Morgan was playing electronic kit. We were doing synthesizers and stuff Mm -hmm. like we were going a complete different route at first, believe it or not. Then one day it was like, it clicked what Morgan was like, we need I need to play real drums on this and we need to make this a bigger sound. And then we started adding heavier guitars and drop tunings and stuff. Because it was getting closer to the emotions that we were trying to express right. at the time, and at that time, Corey Lowry's father uh, had recently passed away. Um, and Corey is just an, an amazing musician. Is he? Uh,
1: so I don't know for sure, but is he
0: related to Clint? Are they brothers? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Clint. Um, I got to work with Clint, like we were talking about earlier. I never met. No, no, I have met Clint in person. I never worked with Clint in person, but we've right. worked through studio sessions. You know, mm-hmm. God bless the internet. Or goddamn the internet, depending on right. how you look at it. Right? Um, so I do know the boys from 7 does fairly well. And then Corey's Clint's brother, and he's been in all sorts of projects. Right now, he's in Seether, mm-hmm. who's killing the charts right now. I mean, Seether right. is just destroying the charts. It's it's amazing. Uh, so to be connected with him and to know him, I was actually sitting next to him when he got the call that he got the gig with Seether. With, with oh, really? it, it was so funny because we were doing this session. And with his Southern twang, he's like, I think I need to buy a new guitar. <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, He's such an awesome guy and the stories that uh, he could tell you, you know, and he was funny with me too, because I'm like, I show up to the studio with a bottle of bourbon and a bag of weed half the time. And he was like, eh, 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 eh. not while you're recording. Like, no, you hydrate. Yeah. <laughs> you Hydrate and you get sleep. And then you come in tomorrow and you sing. I was like, but I got, yeah. <laughs>
1: was it hard for you to adapt to doing that?
0: Yeah, it's it's difficult for me. I do. Unfortunately, I got into the habit over the years of um, you know taking a shot or two to get the edge off or hitting a bowl or whatever. It's not the best habit to get into, right? Um, But I appreciate when someone like Corey is like, "Hey, man, I played arena shows. I don't remember. I need. I want you to remember this session, okay? Right? So I do appreciate that. I do need to be." Kept in check sometimes. Oh, sure.
1: (laughs) I think probably everybody does. But do you find that it's difficult to expose those raw nerves when you're singing, whether it be in the studio or if you've taken this in front of a crowd yet? I don't I'm not sure. But is it difficult to expose that stuff?
0: Uh, um, We haven't taken this live yet, but I've done plenty of stuff over the years. And um, the live shows, you know, it's difficult until I get on stage. And then once, then I close my eyes and I want people to feel, you know, what, what the songs are, are from, you know, so, right. and I feel like that's what you're paying for a ticket anyway, you know, you, you know, you, you want the, you want the emotion, sure. uh, you know, the, the show, you know, so um, how does it, it make- it's not, it's not a fake show, you know. Really- oh
1: yeah. So how does it make you feel? And I'm sure there are stories and maybe you could share one of how you, a fan has grabbed you after a show or sent you an email and said, Hey, I connected with. I don't know, say, letting you down or whatever. I've connected with this and it changed my life or it stopped me from doing whatever. you have any of those?
0: Uh, So many. I mean, I have so many friends now that are are real friends, not just Facebook friends or fans. Um, Real friends that I made through the music. Uh, Like an easy one that I remember, just one of my first shows in Iowa where we were opening for Black Label Society, it was a the biggest crowd I ever played for sold out arena type of show. And I was like, you know, nervous as hell. And then I thought we did a terrible job. I popped the string first song. My brother's aunt blew out for second song. You know, it was just like, Oh my God. But then we go to our booth with our merchandise and had all these young people that were like, you guys were awesome. Can you know? And had, we're getting around And there's this one dude named Kyle that I met that day. That's 10 or 11 years later never met in person after you know since then right um that's still friends and supports everything i do and still just like dude you were the like the coolest opening act i ever saw and we're still we're friends to this day so it's one of those things is like wow it amazes me because i also remember you know back in the day and hell my first i hate to admit this my first live show was poison
1: (laughs) so don't don't hate to admit it and i'm gonna just go ahead and let you know (laughs) I am a hair metal fanatic. I grew up <laughs> on it. I, I spent a lot of time in L.A. in the 80s. I'm dating myself, but that's my, I guess every every generation's got their thing. That's my thing. I'm a, I'm a hair metal. Like, I love the Fest of Pussycats and Poison. So continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. That's and don't perfect. judge that's... me. Don't judge me, please. <laughs> I don't at all.
0: It's, it's really funny, actually, because I was, that that was me too. The first, like, when I wanted to be a rock star is because the hair metal bands. Right. You know, I hate, you know, Brett Michaels, was cool to me. I was like, yeah. really? When I was, you know, a kid, it was like, whoa, larger than cool. life. I want to be, I want to be this guy riding motorcycles and getting yeah. women and whatever, you know, on skinny bopping. I don't know, right? You know, it's crazy. But then one day, I had a friend of mine. To this day, I remember his name, Mike Tori. He handed me a cassette tape, dating myself now, right? A mixed cassette tape, and said, "Listen to this when you get home." And the first song was. Iron Man from Black Sabbath, right? First time I ever heard that. Life-changing. Evil. Oh, exactly. Perfectly, yes, life-changing. I couldn't believe, like, you could hear Ozzy's lips open. Yep. I, and you could hear the, the kick, the squeak of the kick. And and then Iomi's evil guitar. I was used to talk dirty to me. Nah, right. Nah, 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 nah. Now the same chords are being used, but in a different uh, version. You know, Tuning, different, right? right. Everything, yeah. And suddenly it was, I am Iron Man, and my eyes just—I was like twelve years old or something—and right. I was just like, "Oh God, this just changed my life." You know, so hearing Black Sabbath for the first time was definitely life-changing. And then there was the Doors was on it, which I'm a huge sure. fan of Jim Morrison too. Right? You know, uh, I mean, every, some people like him, some people don't. I liked Jim, um, and you know his lyrics were cool i thought too and then right. his whole story was just wild in my opinion but yeah when i heard break on through for the first time too when i heard crazy train for the first time on all on the same tape and right. it was like god i wonder i probably have that tape somewhere too you know um but life changing <laughs> yeah
1: so for me and you probably were not interviewing me but for me again, dating myself, I remember prior to the hair metal scene, being in high school, like ninth grade or something, little records are across the street. I walked in one day and saw Diary of a Madman on vinyl. My I favorite. was like, what the hell is that? I never heard of it before. I took it home and those first couple notes, fucking changed the course of my life for sure.
0: I hear you. I Within hear you. seconds my, of over the Mountain. album. Oh my god. I love uh, Blizzard. Blizzard is awesome. Yes. The Diary, I feel like, is my favorite Probably my favorite record of all time.
1: That was probably my first exposure to something that wasn't in, you know, my parents record collection or something mm. on the radio. That was the first time I popped it in and went, Holy shit. Right. Yeah. There's a whole different world out there.
0: Oh yeah. I, I remember the first time. Um, so I was taking guitar lessons mm-hmm. and I brought crazy train to my guitar teacher. Right. I don't know anything at this point, you know, I'm an right. idiot, And I was like, Hey, this guitar player sounds pretty good good. And he looked at me like (laughs) pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Randy fucking Rhodes. Are you kidding me? It's crazy train. And I learned the riff to crazy train. Right. Just the riff at first because I was just a starter. So I couldn't do that solo yet. Sure. You know, but then I got obsessed with Randy Rhodes licks where I would sit in my room and just try to learn all those solos because they were so cool. It wasn't like Van Halen, like Eddie God bless, you know, but he was almost untouchable. But yes. Randy's stuff, as good as it was, Randy's stuff, you could still like, well, I might be able to do that if I take enough time. Some of Eddie's stuff is just like, yeah, I'm not even I'm not even going to. Right, it's beyond. Like, I'm just going to toss this guitar away because <laughs> right. I don't even know what you're doing. Right. Oh, my God. You know, he was brilliant, you know. Um, and Wolfgang, you know, uh, he gets some shit these days for whatever, but he's a good dude, too. I only know him through. You know, like I right. said, everybody knows each other through each other. But he's a good dude, and um, he's probably going through a ton. I mean, he's Eddie Van Halen's son. I mean, and the uh,
1: press is not, not, not good to him at all.
0: No, it's that's that's tough. Uh, I'm sure though he expects it, and I've seen some comments from him where he, he seems smart. Where you know he's lashed out at some people. Oh yeah, you know because it's like, come on, man. I, uh, I don't know, it's a it's a crazy scenario. You know, anyway. To me
1: oh yeah for Sorry. sure anyway no that you'll find that we're, on this show i end up i have a list of shit to talk about and half of the time i don't get to any of it because i end up just talking and that's why we call it a casual conversation with whoever because it just goes wherever and and i kind of like it i'm never going to like ask it i don't ask people where the name came from what you know all the weird stuff that you get all the normal stuff you get all the time i want to talk other stuff so what's uh what's going on with lenny now Are you guys planning anything now that the world is opening
0: yeah, um, believe it or not, we got a couple of show offers right now, but since we, right now there's only one single out, um, Imagine's the label that, that we're right. under, and Stephen and Morgan are running the campaign right now and are taking it kind of slow in a sense of feeling it out, because we were supposed to do this a year ago, right? but everything got shut down. Sure. I mean, we had hotels booked, we had meetings booked, and then... Everything literally just shit and you everybody knows, everybody remembers it. So we had a lot planned and we were supposed to like do touring and stuff. Like that the original plan was we're gonna do a single and then start touring real heavy with some other like pony on some other bands, you know, type of thing. And then that changed, and then we have the one song out. Things are opening up, some things have been offered, but we're still trying to figure out what's the best way to go forward with the Lenny project, you know. Uh what's the best way? Because things are, you know, we're just trying to figure it out, you know. How is Morgan, that, like, I'm sorry.
1: sorry, how is that going to work out with Morgan, though? Because I know Seven Dust is already booked and I've got tickets oh, to see yeah. him here. Yeah. So,
0: oh, we already have like um, the the consistent members are me and Jim. Right. You know, so Morgan is he is our guy and he wrote everything with us. It, it's not like he was just a like a hired gun. Like, But he'd, he'd be OK if you took somebody else out. Us. Yeah, we already have a couple of dude, plenty of people um, like lined up, so to speak. But it's also not. Out of the realm of possibility to see us with Morgan at some point in time, but sure. like Seven Dust is his obviously right, priority. Right. You know, of course, and he does have you know his his own ribbon. But I, I know Morgan really well now, and um, I would love to 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 have him play with us uh, on this project. I played right. with him in other ways and everything. And um, I don't know if you ever heard of Le Proget, You know, I played with him in, in, no. in that side project I have with him in Candlebox, uh, oh, Kevin okay. Martin from Candlebox. You yeah, probably yeah. Uh, Candlebox is one of my I love those guys. Um, so right now we have at least six songs and three more videos lined up. Um, so the live aspect of it, we're still not quite sure. But if nothing else, if people like letting you down, there's at least six more songs like ready to be released today if we wanted to. But we're gonna probably do one a month.
1: That's so, what I was gonna ask you. So the new model in the business now, for whatever reason, seems to be one a, one song a month. Are you ever gonna do a full like physical? product or is it going to be just singles along the way?
0: Well, I, personally, I'm hoping that we do. The idea is eventually we'll probably release the EP as a full like thing, but I would okay. like to do a full album with Imagine. Um, but I think um, the way we have it set up is we're kind of testing the waters a little, to see how the songs do first. Um, so far, it's been great though. I've been, I've gotten really good feedback. Um, I've made a lot of friends over the years that um, just great, awesome people that are, you know, there to support and everything. And, right. that, and really that, that's what you need in this industry. It's really difficult. So if you have enough friends to, to help, you know, spread the word sure. like, like Sean has been helping so much and Steven and Morgan and everything. So um, anytime I talk to dudes like you and, and, and people, you know, it's, it's even if one more person is like, Oh, let me check this video out. Right. You know, I mean, I saw we went from 300 views to 3000 views overnight. And I was like, oh, man, that's so cool to see. As as an artist, when you see people are actually checking it out and getting it, I went I went like a couple of weeks without a single thumbs down. When I got the first thumbs down, that's all I could think about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got to put all those detractors away. I'm sure you know that and just do your thing.
0: And I wanted to know, like, who was this person that took the time out of his life? Right. (laughs) Or her life to give me a thumbs down. Why would you do that? That's all I can. <laughs> no, it's, it comes to the... I know lots of guys that are very successful that are still sensitive as shit when it comes to bad, negative feedback with the internet. Like, you know, oh, people yeah. can tweet in real time, can yeah. Facebook, everything. And they can get you real close. So you have to have real thick skin. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you get burned real easily. And yeah, I am absolutely. fairly sensitive. So it does, you know, when I, I see mean, those...
1: I mean, in the end, and, you know, I do a lot of other stuff besides the podcast. I've got a couple of movies and I've done some stuff. So I, I kind of feel the same way, like when people, you know, completely take the time out of their day to trash it or do whatever. But it's tough because you're putting yourself totally out there.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're exposing yourself. But that's also what we do.
1: No, that's it cool. is what you do. And it's what makes it great right? in the end and, and authentic and, you know, organic. But it's also what makes you the most vulnerable, I think. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah, totally. Totally. So I, mean, I get,
1: I get what you're yeah. saying. You're like, I don't want to look at that guy and his three page comment about how he hated my
0: fucking movie or whatever, right. but, but yeah. I do.
1: And then I'm like, well, what the fuck?
0: Right. So yeah, Meanwhile, get... you'll have, you'll have a hundred positive reviews. Right. Right. But you're like, yeah, those are cool. But, but that guy bothers this, me. Right. I was bothered. I mean, yeah, you know, to Kevin Martin, he candle lead mm-hmm. singer, right. Far behind sold. Like twenty something million singles, and to this day, you can still hear it on the radio. Right, far behind, everybody knows that song. Right, got him to sing on a song with the Infinite Staircase, my band, for when Hurricane Sandy hit. Mm -hmm. Had Zach Wild on guitar, so you have Zach Wild on guitar and Kevin Martin on vocals. And like one person said something negative about Kevin and said Zach should have sung it instead. And I get a text message, dude, I'm so sorry, I fucked it. I fucked this whole song. That's crazy, right? (laughs) And I was like, dude, what one? person dude one come on That's so crazy. even guys that sold 20 million records are sensitive too
1: yeah yeah <laughs> so what's the plan uh, we're running uh, up on time here shortly so what's the uh, what's the plan going forward now i know you're gonna do uh singles what do you say one a month for six months yeah or
0: yeah we have another single coming out um oh, geez what it's june now so probably the end of this month a song called plastic should be out um that we'll have a video with that too after that, we have a song called No Amends coming out with a video. So over the next, like, six weeks, there should be at least two more songs and two more videos coming out. Um, it'd be cool if people hit our Facebook page and start, you know, just liking it. Um, and our YouTube page, obviously, too. You know, our Spotify numbers have been really cool. It's it's cool to see that. Um, but it's amazing how the world is now. Like, Spotify is a huge thing with music, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, i I remember when Lars was hated because of the whole Napster thing. But he thing, was so yeah? right. Oh, he was. He was so, He was like warning everybody of what was about to happen and look where we are now. He got
1: it's, crucified for that shit oh, and he was so, so right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You remember that, man. That, uh, I do. Uh, a lot of people probably don't remember Napster, right? It was Napster. So it was Napster, are, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. He got crucified for that stuff. And now here we are. But, but the, the industry and artists are trying to figure out ways to make it work. For each other, right now, it's hard. though. It's very difficult, but there are ways, and you just got to really just dig in. So that's what yeah. we're doing. We're digging in, and we're hoping for the best. But we're also not like we don't have aspirations of being like you know like super rocks. Okay, yes, we do have aspirations of being right. super rock stars. <laughs> Who doesn't? Right. What I'm saying is we do this because we love it, and because it's all we know, and it's all I do. I mean, I wouldn't know what to do with myself if I didn't have songs to play and write right. and record and all that. Performing has been. I miss playing out. So before the pandemic, I was playing out pretty regularly right and then to have like just a complete now i don't mind being home though because i have dogs that i love and the pool and the guitars and everything like that you know so i'm fairly well off in in that sense so so you know i'm blessed some people weren't so lucky to be you know or bored with the lockdown or anything i i'm not bored easily i have like 30 guitars
1: right enough to do
0: yeah so uh yeah so um I got to play like twice this year. and It was just so good. So I, I hope yeah. by the end of the year, or at least next year, we, we get to really get on a good tour. I was supposed to be on ship rock last year. I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. I don't know if I want to get on a cruise I ship. I think they're booking year. that already. Are they? Yeah. I, I, I think I saw something.
1: Yet. I've never been on that one. I've done 70, I've done 70,000 tons of metal. Uh, Well, the oh, last really? 11 years. Yeah. I've never, I, I've covered it for the podcast and for different oh, things cool. for the last, I don't know. We missed this year, obviously, but hopefully, uh, Fingers across that we get back out in January again. Right,
0: cool, yeah. There's yeah. nothing like it. Hope, hope so. Yeah, nothing a, like it. a
1: boat full of, of headbangers and a bunch of cool bands and <laughs>
0: right. It's so cool and
1: it's an cool. open bar. So you're good. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. No idea what you're right. about. That
1: awesome, my friend. Thank you very much for taking the time.
0: Be No, well. thank you for talking with me. And like I said, I was like, "You're gonna love this dude," and she she was right. You know, you're cool as hell, man. I love the, these interviews. To me, are just like. Talking to yeah. friends I didn't know I had, you know, so, the, so this is really fun for me. I, I'm a, you know, I, I love, generally love people. Yeah, yeah. i just, uh, I mean, <laughs> the only way to get by in life is with a little help from your friends. Oh, right? yeah, <laughs> I agree.
1: I, sorry I have to keep it short, but I, we only schedule oh, no. two days a week to record and I back them up. So then I'm just. And I,
0: I tend to talk. I like so, to talk too, so I can right, keep man. going. I hope yeah, I, I can, covered
1: what you want to cover because I was just blabbing.
0: I hope. I hope i said <laughs> anything g- worth <laughs> listening
1: to i don't even know <laughs> good be well my friend good luck with the songs you and so. i'll talk to you Thank soon you. take care I hope so take bye
2: care y'all. bye this is krista makes guitarist and vocalist for less than jake and host of krista makes a podcast a songwriting podcast where every week i'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing recording and release of one iconic song from their career and our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes We've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and -and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of the Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Krista Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.